Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your voice of uh, your voice of uh, veterans' voice. Maybe I'm. I used to be your host here. Well, yeah. Now I've, well, I don't your know. Host, your host and voice. I, I don't know. Me and uh, Joe Biden, we're uh, you know we're sneaking up on a hundred. So uh, you know, Wolfie. Sometimes we get our merge wixed. Uh, just <laughs> that was good. They, uh, if you could say that, that's good. I, yeah, that on purpose. That was on purpose. Wink, wink. Good. Yeah, that was on purpose. Wink, good. wink. But. Uh, uh, tonight, uh, we have a great, great show, uh, all-star, all-star, you know, and I think uh, uh, out of uh, our 10-year anniversary coming up, we've had 520 live shows. Oh. I think the impact of this show could be in the top 10. What we're doing tonight, folks, is we've got a tremendous amount of writers, and, and, and Dr. Sloan is in from the VA. And what we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about the process of writing and the healing process of writing. And to quote my dear friend Mike Cunningham, the cathartic, I didn't know what cathartic meant. I've, I've never used that word so many times since, since, since Mike's been on the, uh, on the year with us. And he talked about that cathartic process of uh writing down Walking Point, his book on his excursion and his vacation in Vietnam. Well, he he reiterated to us and shared with us that it, 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 it took a whole weight of what he remembered off his shoulders, put it in a book. He could close the chapter and put it away. Mike, is that... You is 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 that an accurate? Is yep. that an accurate, accurate description, Mike? Yes, Greg. Uh, writing helps you, uh, uh, just like what you said. You, you you release it all. I I mean, you you want to keep it inside of you because it's it's doing honor to 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 your your fellow soldiers that were killed and and gone, and uh, but you have to let it go. And and you you want to let it go, but you want to keep it. By by writing, you can let it go and put it on paper, and it's still preserved. But you also clean clean it from your head. You know, instead of all those thoughts bouncing around in your head, you just put it on paper. So you're still preserving it. You're still being loyal to your buddies, uh, but it's it's helping you. For those of you that uh, haven't recognized, that's Mike Cunningham's voice. Uh, my dear friend, for almost 20 years now, holy moly, uh, uh, but we've been uh, veterans advocates for that uh, long a period of time, and you know, you know, it's funny, sometimes I, I meet a couple hundred people a year, but there's only a few people out of that couple hundred that I drag along with me, and Mike Cunningham is, I'm proud to have, uh, that he has allowed me into his circle, He's a true hero, and and coming back from Vietnam, 
and sharing his story with other with other Vietnam veterans to know that, gee, you, nobody wanted to be John Wayne going out walking the walking the point. Mike, you wanted to come back home, didn't you? Like, like, like everyone, yes, Greg. And uh, but if if I could say that if, if whoever's listening, if if they could practice that, just uh, you, you don't have to be an author. Just just uh, grab a pen and a piece of paper and just uh, start. I call it brainstorming. Just stuff that's inside of your head. Just start dropping it on paper, and then you can elaborate later from from that. But you, it's just just one little step at a time. Yeah. And 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 see see if it works for you. But it, for for me, it worked. It, it worked. And like you said, it was, it was cathartic. It, it it it. That's why I'm here today. Well, thank you, Mike, and we're, and we're glad to have you. But speaking of authors, return engagement. Stevie Manchester, uh, author uh, uh, of uh, of a Vietnam of a, of of one Gulf War book, yeah, Gulf yeah, War yeah, book. Yeah, 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 but yeah. the rest of that, Stevie, not so much. You were off on the tangent. Yeah, all over the place. Right. He just looks old enough to be right. No, yeah. I I started in, a, in a, catharsis is the word, right? So it's a healing. So I come back from the Gulf War. You know, I saw some things, did a few things, and. To be honest with you, I was spun sideways, right? So I go to the VA hospital. How old were you then? 23 when I got back. So I was an old man, right? Yo, so, yeah. you know, I uh, so I did what I thought I was supposed to do. And to be quite honest, I think I needed to do all of it. But what really started to heal me was writing, right? And You came back with a, with some questions in your mind? Oh, yeah, a yeah, little, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you were Yeah, anxiety, you were problem, depression, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. How, yeah. Do you, how do you process this stuff? And I came back. I ended up working in the prison system in Massachusetts. And we talked about it a little bit from earlier. From the outside, not from the inside. Correct. That's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I wasn't Just, living there. You know, me and Wolfie have some uh, yeah. shady uh, uh, characters uh, yeah. coming up and just want to make sure. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bads, numbers, con numbers, all the same deal. All the same deal. But it was, uh, it was tough to heal from that, right, when you're, you know, you're in the thick of it all the time fighting. But you keep it to yourself because of stereotypes, right? And I think things have gotten better, but it's certainly not perfect, right? But whenever I can work with somebody about writing, again, to Mike's earlier point, it's nobody has to read it, but you have to get it out, right? It's like a pressure valve. If you keep it in, it's going to keep building. So you're it's not writing it for somebody else no, to read. not at all. In fact, I didn't know Boy, how to a, write. That's a hugely important point right. that, uh, don't you think, Jen? Yeah, you, you know it's for it's for yourself. It's not for somebody else yet. Right. Yeah. When we go visit lost survivors, that's what we bring them as journals. That's awesome. To Re- write in. Really. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you feel uh, uh, the, the 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 suicide coalition uh, feel that that's a, a a good therapy for the the lost survivors to put it down and Absolutely. get rid of it a get, little bit. Get those thoughts out on paper, like. You know, like they said, it's rewarding. It helped me. I actually have four different journals I carry with me in different places in my house. Well, yeah, but you go through some horrible, (laughs) never mind working with me and Wolfie. (laughs) (laughs) You've got (laughs) after after that. But I know I know you're you're, a believer in journaling. I know you're carrying around some terrible stories in your head that because of privacy, you can't share. uh, But it has to wear on you a little while. It does. Well, it does. And but, that's, I write things down. But and 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 then you go on your sabbaticals and oh, and leave we'll us. Oh, 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 just south of Cleveland. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But Jen, you're going to be uh, 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 on again to talk about a special uh, 
uh, project you've got going on in March. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more. But in addition to our panel tonight is Dr. Uh, Sloan joining us uh, for the first time from the VA. Uh, Dr. Sloan, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me here. And and uh, what, what do you think of this team here? What do you think of this? <laughs> this uh, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to say. <laughs> it's a very lively group. Yeah, you'll she, she can write down what she wants to say, but she can't send that email. No, no, no. Just no. write it and then yeah. you can delete it. She'll be writing tonight when she, when, when she goes home. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've seen it all now. Right. But but welcome, Doctor. Thank you. Uh, all seriousness aside, what do you think of uh, of of writing and and getting things out of your mind? Yeah. So I am an expert in post traumatic stress disorder, and the way that you treat post traumatic stress disorder, the the treatment that's most effective is really confronting the trauma memory, and that's tough, you know, because that is the very thing that people really. That's the that's the first time. Don't don't you think that that we've never heard it? Really? No, and and not no. I know, I remember it. You know, it, it'd be like uh, all, all the kids uh, in Stephen King books. It going back to face to face it to 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 confront it. Yeah, it, you're confronting the thing that you fear, but that you're avoiding. Yes. Right. So the avoidance kind of feeds the fear, mm. and it makes you feel like there's something really to stay away from here. But actually, that's what maintains the symptoms, you know, that the more that you try to avoid the trauma memory, the more intrusive memories that you have, you know, the more that you can avoid it. So it's going to come out one way or another, whether that's nightmares or, you know, ideas or images popping into your head when it's you're trying to work or you're with somebody else. And the more that you avoid those trauma memories, the more you have to put effort into avoid it. So then you start avoiding people, places, situations that remind you of the trauma memory. Steve, you sound a little familiar? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, yeah. No, she's spot on. And, it, and it's – I work with a cognitive behavioralist, right, that said, mm-hmm. listen, what you need to do is write down your greatest fears. So when you actually do that and then you go back and read it, it's terrifying, right? And then it becomes ridiculous. Like, the more that you do it, the more it's like, well, I, I pulled you out of the shadows into the light. You don't own me anymore. And it takes some time, right? But if you work at it, again, I, I mean, I, I really think more than medication for me, the pen is what helps. You know what my one of my biggest fears is? That Wolfson calls me at 5 o'clock in the morning, and him and Susan are rowing across the Atlantic, <laughs> dodging icebergs, and I've been... Chosen as the navigator. That's what right. really, that was is one of my fears. And that's what he does. Right. I'm not making that up. That's what him and his girlfriend do. Yeah, we rode through all the ice and everything. I got a, a structure fire. I got to go. If it's a real fire, I'll be going. If not, I'll see you. All right, brother. Be safe. Uh, all okay, right. Well. Uh, you get everything from in here, Wolfie? Yeah, he's got everything. That's your that's jacket? Me. No. That's me. Greg, Greg, can, can yeah. I say something? Yes, absolutely, uh, Mike. Uh, see, I, I, my approach is extremely unscientific. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a school of hard knocks and everything. Like, like my generation, what we just did was, and it's not proud to say, but you know we did a lot of a lot of drinking, mm. a lot mm-hmm. of fighting, sure. a lot of womanizing, a lot of stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Right, and 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 and, and the, 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 this was the, 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 this was just a. You know, so you didn't have to confront your trauma, your your your, your intrusive thoughts. Another and, way to avoid. Right, it's a, and 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 create a lot of suicides and everything. Sure. And, 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 sure. And so, 
but but the alternative I'm saying this to anyone yeah. who's listening the alternatives to these options that we did that we went through is is to take take uh, pen to paper and and it will change your life uh, absolutely well and we'll be back uh, time to take our first break why don't you take us away Larry we're going to continue this uh Really, this thoughtful conversation, we're going to get uh, Justin involved here in a couple of minutes, but uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes, folks. We'll be back after these messages to continue with tonight's, uh, boy, I don't even know what to entitle tonight's show. It's just uh, a writer's initiative. Uh, we'll throw that moniker on it for, uh, Monica, how that, for a good word, Mike, huh? Not, it's not catharsis. You know, that's my word of the night. So why don't we uh, have a cathartic time with our uh, sponsors here, Larry, and we'll be back after these messages. Greg Brasso, your host of Veteran Voice Radio here with uh, uh, Writers uh, Anonymous with, uh, uh, boy, just some some great uh, uh, folks, Stevie Manchester, uh, uh, Dr. Sloan, and... uh, Mikey Cunningham, but uh, Justin, you were you were just mentioning that uh, uh, your experience as well with uh, yeah I with think, the world. I think when our generation of veterans came home, it, m- many of them just turned to drugs and alcohol, and that's where we buried it. We didn't. It wasn't you know it wasn't the norm to go get mental health. That wasn't spoken about, um, and and hopefully, many of those returning uh, were able to, if not through writing, through something else. Um, were able to recover and live a productive life. Uh, unfortunately, many of the uh, inmates who were veterans, uh, you could tell it was PTSD. You, sp- and, you were mean, with they, the they you were, were with the correction system. I was system. there for thirty years, and and part of my job, I wasn't once co- again from the outside, not yeah, from the inside. I, okay, just, I, uh, just, just so we well, know what side of the line eight, we're eight on. Eight hours yeah. a day for thirty years, so you did ten years inside. But right. uh, yeah. and I, I was a program person, so I worked with the veterans. In prison, I worked AA and NA groups. I worked uh, religious groups, rec groups. So I saw a little different side from the right. correction officer. Although you know, I wrote a lot of guys up, and I was in some fights. And you know, you do what you have to do because you're all in blue. Uh, but uh, I, especially the the, the veterans, um, yeah. I had empathy for them. And what, what was their commonality? Did you see across the the the, the board, uh, Stevie? I'll ask you the same thing. What's the what was the most common? Mm, Discretion uh, that they uh, were, were were guilty of committing uh, think. a lot of violence, and, that, yeah. and they acted lot, out. Yeah. They acted out, so it was. And they were know, stuck in time. Right. And, oh, that, yeah, and, now, in time. and now a lot of the drug yeah. violations are not going to 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 prison because of right. the drug courts. Is that not? In the early nineties, I think they started yeah, that. They, they right. started all, all, all of a sudden. They, they, they thank God, handling different. Um, you know, th- those who were dealing in large quantities, pounds, and you know, kilos. They they were still being sentenced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, that I the biggest fallacy I always heard from people on the outside was somebody had a joint and they went twenty years. Well, right. that, that never happened. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of them was self medicating. Clearly, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, yeah. my biggest fear right was being stuck in time. So you meet some veterans where you're like, wow. I mean, they never got passed, right? In in you know the violence, the the drinking, all that stuff. It's just you know, it's like this cycle that they can't break. 
And that was, you know, my fear. And I saw that in a lot of the inmates as well, right, where, mm -hmm. you know, you couldn't get your hands on booze or, or, or drugs, but the violence was still happening. They were still, in their mind, they were still. They were angry. They were still And again, you, yeah. you put them in boxes. You put yeah. them in, right. for, especially the Vietnam combat guys oh, coming back. It, you know, you could see, it was strange, some seemed to walk through it yeah. in a haze, and others were very violent. Well, that's almost yeah. the same right. You know, story that you could say of all the combat veterans. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about oh, the veterans. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Veterans that I work some with. Are, some are coming back okay, yep. but like Mike said, a, 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 a lot of them continued the, the the process of that what they started in Vietnam. And a lot of them, like because there like, was some Mike, there was some drugs done in the uh, in the battle zone, weren't there? See, I, I was in countries 1968, 1969, and, and we, we were out in the jungles the whole time. So we, we, we weren't exposed to drugs. You, weren't, you, weren't, you didn't have the luxury of a base around you, huh? No, no we, we, we were out in the field. We, right. we, and you know, all, this, all these stories about fragging and all this other stuff, we, we, we were fighting to stay alive. Yeah. You know, we, right. we, we, we weren't fighting each other. Yeah. And so uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't exposed to any drugs or anything, just, just, just violence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say, like, for post-traumatic stress disorder, that wasn't a disorder until the 1980s. Right. So for people that were in Vietnam era, even if they came and presented to a mental health facility or the VA, usually they were presenting with, like, depression or substance use. Nobody knew what post-traumatic stress disorder was. And I, I think for some of those people, they had bad experiences initially, and they're like, I'm never going back. They should come back. Things are much different. The, the doctor, what, what you said was was a hundred percent correct. After I came home, I got in trouble here stateside, and Army Wisdom they sent me to Germany. Okay, <laughs> in, in Germany, you know, capital of beer. I mean, I I, I got I abused the again. I went to see. I almost died from from being sick, and and I went to see a psychiatrist. Army psychiatrist because I needed help. I needed help, and so I I talked to them and and they said, well, yeah, person with your experiences, that's that's normal behavior. And I said, yeah, but I need help. I you know, and, and they gave me a big bottle of pills to mm. take, and I took the. I started to what I was told. I, I was taking the pills and it would make me feel worse. And one of the druggies in my company looked at the pills and said, boy, this is good stuff. <laughs> and, and, and I says, good, you take it, you know, because it just grew on me. So I reverted back to alcohol. Right. So, it, you know, because it, like you said, they, PTSD, you, that was, no one even knew what that right. was. Well, Justin, it reverts back to the, you know, the Vietnam era vets. They had nowhere to go or anybody to talk to or really nobody that understood uh, the World War Two guys oh, no. kind of looked at you like well, the suck it up, yeah, Buttercup. Yeah, the, the World War Two guys—that was their attitude. Suck it up. Right. Uh, the Korean guys there weren't enough of them, and I think the norm was when you came home, you just took your uniform off and you put your head down and and you went either to work or you got involved in drugs, alcohol. You just wandered. Um, there was no there was no intakes or mm -hmm. go to the VA. That was the last thing you wanted to do because you know you wound up maybe getting. Sentenced or something there, you just stayed away from You already get tricked by the government yeah, to say yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's two years in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, in yeah. the way you got 13 months yeah. in Da Nang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. the beach. You yeah, be yeah, it was the beach the club. Beach, uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, but 
that 50 years ago. Right. Today, oh. I have to, the, the, today the VA, the vet centers, the, I, I go to the vet center every week. It's, yeah. it's, it's the best thing No, in we the talk world. about, yeah, all, I've been yeah. saying probably for the last 15 years maybe, yeah. it started to get better. In the last 10, it's really cranked up. Yeah, you see, do you see Cliff Coy by any chance? Have yeah. you met Cliff? Yeah. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah. He, he's kind of crazy. You know, he's Dave Hanker's uh, nephew. No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, he, he is. So we kind of give him a little bit of extra, yeah. extra leeway. But Cliff's a Cliff, Cliff's a good kid. He he means very well. But 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 to the VA's credit, they yeah. they, they have it. It's it's a world sea change. And even the military, when you get out now, right? Like you said oh. earlier, when we when we get out, they just see you later, go. Yeah, right. You know. But now you get debriefed. The process, and, yeah. 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 Right. So so it's a it's a sea change. It's a whole different world. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, when. Like the doc said, PTSD, it was, you know, it was, wasn't heard of. Mm-hmm. And now, at least in our generation, is the first generation of veterans to talk about not doing well, not being well. Yeah. And that's opened up, you know, a lot for veterans. Right. So, and I got to tell like, from my perspective, right, like, if you have the courage to put the uniform on, then have the courage to ask for help if you need it, right? And that's what mm-hmm. saves lives. Like, you, you're not going to, if you're silent about it, then you're going to eat yourself alive like cancer, mm-hmm. right? So... You have to speak up. And usually when you speak up, and the worst thing for me is like feeling alone, right? That people actually think that they're in this alone. If you speak up and you have the courage to do it, you actually inspire other people to do the same. And you may be saving lives by doing that. Stevie, I've spoken up quietly through this show for 10 years. Right. Awesome. I I don't know who is smiling more listening to me. Right. Either my, or, or me listening to me. Right. And and I, I don't do so well with the pen and paper. Luckily, Mike, I have this kind of yeah, this is your forum. I, 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 I have a little forum, yeah. and uh, you know, I I think I express myself just as a human being. That's all. Right. right. Not clinical. Not not anything. And uh, uh, Paul Sullivan uh, uh, listens to us uh, because uh, he he says that we're raw. And, and we are raw. I mean, if you took the whole, whole, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, there's seven of us in the sh- in the in the room here. How many of us have had radio training? Raise your hand. Media. Oh, you smart ass. <laughs> yeah, you're. Hey, that was forced on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one for Justin. But uh, you know, <laughs> you talk about that, and I think it's important. Is the other important element, and, and Mike, you'll know is. When counseling before you'd go to a street, I call them a street counselor, someone who never served in the military, someone who didn't have a clue what you were talking about. And now when you go to the vet center, the VA, um, the the 988, you're talking to people who have served and they have an idea where you're coming from. And I think that makes a big difference, especially for those veterans who are coming back to the VA or back Mm -hmm. into the system. They realize there's somebody there that's been there and they've done that. And so you're more apt to open up. And I don't think it's about the organization, and it's certainly not about a facility. It's about people. If you can yeah. find the right people, if you can find the right match, you're all set. Well, we have we have a kid that works at the vet center. He kid, he's only fifty something years old. Uh, Kevin Burrow, uh, you know, w- works out of the Brockton vet center. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Any anybody that talks to him, you you drawn to him intimate. In, 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 Immediately, because yeah. you know you can feel that he gets it. Right, he's been there, he's felt it. He fell down a little bit, yeah. came came back, yeah. uh, self medicated uh, yeah. for a while, decided that he couldn't do it anymore, and 
got some help, and now, lo and behold, he turned around and, and, and helping, I don't know how many vets along the way. But we have another young kid, uh, much younger than that. Uh, I'm not going to use his name or his organization, but he 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 came back problemed, came back drinking and, and drugging and lo- hit, hit the bottom. Mm. He looked at himself and he started to get in help. And now he's one, with one of the leading PTSD management treatment clinics in the world. And he's still going as a patient. Right. But he's there to pass it on. That's awesome. But the empathy that he has, and that, that other vets will open up to sure. him. Yeah, he's going to save lives. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. It is. We it talk is. about this every week. You know, we wonder how many we save. Well, we may not know, but hopefully that at least one we got to today. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, you know? Uh, that's what we can do when... Uh, uh, we're going to take a break now, but after this uh, break, we're going to come back, and uh, Jenny's going to talk about the possibility of uh, how you could save some lives uh, with the program that uh, she's initiated, and uh, uh, we are going to be giving away a free scholarship uh, uh, from Veterans Voice to a uh, veteran that wants to attend. So uh, take it away, please, Lad. We'll be back after these messages, and... Uh, uh, the world famous uh, traveler uh, <laughs> back from Chelsea, Cleveland, uh, Middleborough, Middleborough, Miss Jenny Babcock. So uh, take it away, please, lad. We'll be back after these messages. A little kitty walk. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veteran Voice Radio. We got all kinds of conversations going on and. That's one of the beauties of the show here is that uh, in between our breaks, uh, uh, the guests are talking to each other, they're sharing phone numbers, they're sharing experiences, and uh, certainly it creates a communicative uh, experience. How's that, Mike, communicative? Uh, That's a good word. Uh, not bad. Not That's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Boston quality. You know, I, I, I was there right off of Columbia Point. Uh, uh, but uh, we uh, we we, we uh, uh, appreciate uh, certainly everything that uh, is going through tonight, and uh, we hope that we're affecting some vets, and we're going to get you to write some things down. But before we do, before we get back to our show, uh, we want to introduce uh, reintroduce Jenny Babcock, and uh, Jenny, you got a special event going on. We do, um, as most everyone knows, all our training that we do are is free we never charge anyone to come to our trainings um, except for one class and the class is assist and it stands for applied suicide intervention skills training it's actually a very intensive two-day training eight hours each day it's a long day but it teaches you how to do an intervention and how to look for those signals in most of our classes we talk about signs and symptoms and signals and how to ask the question this one, you actually do the full role play. You learn to do an actual intervention. That's got to. That's been one of the most fearful things uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, that you've taught us to be not afraid of. Right. To ask how you're feeling. 
Yeah. Are you and okay? That's all it is. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. And there's other words. It gets very intense. Never in me class. and Wolf are basic. <laughs> that's are you okay? We can do three words. <laughs> After that, we got to write down a piece of paper, and then we lose the paper. And see, Doctor Sloan, that's why we're we we are what we are. Go, go ahead, no. Jen. So this class. The cost of this class is very expensive, so we always get sponsors to help us. Um, last year, we did have a private donation from a gentleman in Taunton that lost his 14-year-old daughter to suicide. So we were able to provide this training for free. So it only comes up about two times a year. This is the first time it will be this year, March 15th and 16th. It's going to be held at the Calvary Baptist Church in Hanson, who is donating the facility to us, which is huge, to have a two full-day training. For the two days, yeah. And yep. we have the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention that's sponsoring the training that's going to help cover probably more than 50% of the cost. So we're very excited that it's coming. Um, I got trained when I went to Colorado, not Cleveland. Okay. Um, oh, Colorado and years Cleveland. Ago. <laughs> oh, excuse me. A couple me. years ago. So we are, right. we're excited. This is Kalamazoo. Yes. All right. So um, I'm going to offer, we like to... Jen, who should should go to this? Anybody and everybody. And we say that for all our trainers because everybody should be have education. Education is the most important thing to prevent suicide. People are in a, I don't know, maybe a social environment where they're seeing a lot of people and they could be seeing a lot of symptoms that maybe they're not taught to recognize yet. Correct, yep. Or even know what to look for. And we don't really, in this class, we don't spend a lot of time on the signs and symptoms. We talk about people. We talk about, you know, looks that they may have. But we mainly focus on how to ask that question. Are you thinking of suicide? And if the answer is yes, what do you do next? Wow. Wow, I don't, I don't, he called Jenny. Yeah, 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 yeah. 988, press one for veterans. Yeah. Um, so normally this co- this course costs $150 to take because the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention covers the other half. The course itself is worth over $300. Um, so I am going to offer anyone a free scholarship if they want to call in. We're taking the first caller, Larry. Did we tell you that? No, we haven't. We haven't um, spread that on him yet. If but somebody wants to take this class, again, it's Friday, March 15th, and Saturday, March 16th. And you have it, to be available for both days. You have to be available for both days. Because you don't want to save a spot and then, not that, and then have that spot go empty when somebody else is already waiting in line maybe because you've only got room for 30 and 20 right. of them are already taken. Yes, the class does max out. Um, this program is actually from Living Works, which is out of Calgary, Canada. Um, it's evidence-based program. We, it's, you know, we have to stick right to the, the whole curriculum. We can't venture off of it. It's nothing that I invented or came up with. You know, as a trainer, we have to follow there. But I'm sure you, it, it helps though to follow A, B, C, and D in the in the in this in your steps as a trainer. So that you make sure that you're covering all the all the steps necessary and all the experience you can share. Absolutely. And it, and it's and it's experience. Uh, will you be conducting the class, Jen, yourself? Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, me and Paul, we're both we're both certified trainers for okay, the program. Very good. Um, sometimes, if we know that we have a lot of veterans in, we'll reach out to 
um, other certified trainers that are veterans, and we have them come into the class with us mm-hmm. just because I think it, it's, you know, more beneficial to a veteran to be with another veteran. We right. said that earlier about the pair-to-pair. Sure. Um, the last time we did do this was over a year ago in Hanover, and we did have a National Guards woman with us. She had never trained civilians, but I needed to have her with me as a, you know, I was new, tr- newly trained a couple years ago, but it was so interesting to see her side of it as a Guardsman, but also her training civilians. Sure. So it's a great, great class. Again, we only do it a couple of times a year because our budget doesn't allow us to do it more than that. Um, But if somebody really wants to go, um, if anyone is a licensed social worker or um, fire, police, EMS, I can give you continuing education units, which is a huge plus. So if you're looking, if you're a member of that, uh, uh, any of those communities and you are required to take some courses uh, along the way. They're continuing education units. Yes. Uh, And those would be free for you for the scholarship as well. Wow, very, very, very good. So uh, why don't you give us a call, 781-837-4900. Call in tonight and uh, we'll take the first call or maybe the first couple of callers. We'll see how many people call in and... uh, uh, we'll put you on the list, and Jenny's got the scholarship uh, forms available right here, so uh, we, we'd love to put your name on one. So uh, once again, Jenny, the dates on that? Friday, March 15th, and Saturday, March 16th. Again, it's 8 to 5, both or 8.30 to 5, both days. We do provide lunch, light breakfast and lunch, so there's another nice. added bonus. Well, you know, not to We give chocolate the, later on the, in the, the day. The, the time with you and... <laughs> the uh, time with me and Paul. Come you, 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 you know, uh, and, <laughs> and that's what it's all about, getting out and finding out a little bit more about what you didn't know. And uh, believe me, there's uh, so much uh, information about this suicide world that if we can spread some more awareness and, and, and ability to... To, to recognize the symptoms that uh, maybe we can intervene. So, Jenny, uh, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we'll be bringing this up. Why don't you uh, leave one of those forms with me and next week while you are in uh, Trinidad? Is that where you Punta Cana. Oh, Punta Cana. Excuse Actually, no, me. next year, next week I'm in Middleborough and Chelsea again. Oh. The week after I'm in Punta Cana. Oh, how lucky are we? Middleborough's nice this yeah, time year. Very nice this <laughs> time of year. I really. tell you, those police, We yesterday we actually trained the first, we have three classes we're doing with them. We teach them mental health, first aid, public safety. Right. So it's more about their mental health, not dealing with people on the outside. But what a great group of characters. Yeah. And I'll call them characters. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There were five Steves in the class, and I found it at the end of the class that they all weren't <laughs> named Steve. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> Life is a trick, Jenny. Life is a trick. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, Once again, 781-837-4900. Call in uh, if you'd like to uh, attend uh, this two-day class class on uh, uh, suicide, uh, uh, the assist program uh, uh, with our friend Jenny. And we'll be bringing this up more over the next few weeks leading uh, up to the show, which is going to be... Once again, I remember March 15th. 
March 15th and 16th. <laughs> Very good, doctor. That's she, a, that's, she's that's paying attention. attention. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of us might not be. That's a good save. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got to pay good. Very, yeah. very good. Well, thanks a lot, Jenny. That, uh, that, that, that's great. But uh, uh, getting back to our, 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 our writers uh, uh, gathering here, uh, uh, you know, just another, yeah. maybe a, an, another... I, I don't even know what to call it. Another cheese in the block, another... Tool in the toolbox. Another tool in the Absolutely. box, you, you, you know? Favorite. Well, let me tell you something else that happens when you write about a traumatic event. Like, first of all, I think it is... Uh, some of you said this. Like, it's easier to write about something rather than say it out loud sometimes for people because they just don't want to say the things that happen to them. I think a lot of times, especially combat veterans... They're like, no one's going to want to hear this. This is horrifying. And are, th what are people going to think about me, you know, that, that I went through this? So it's easier to write about it for that reason. But the other thing is that it helps to, when you've been avoiding a trauma memory, you don't remember the details of things. And oftentimes people uh -huh. can leave the event thinking, like, I could have stopped it. Or there's something, I'm responsible for this. Mm -hmm. But it's because they haven't, they don't remember all the details. And when you actually go through and you write down, like, what happened? Who was there? What did I see? What did I hear? What was I thinking? What was I feeling? You can organize your thoughts better, and you remember more of the details. And oftentimes, you know, people say that they're really surprised how much they actually remembered about it. <clears throat> and when they do that, oftentimes these thoughts that people have about, like, I could have stopped it. I'm responsible for this. Gets corrected. Survivor guilt. Well, are any, you know, a lot of times it is like it, it's guilt feelings of like I had a major role in this or I'm responsible for this event happening or I could have stopped it and I didn't. And it's not rational. It's not. But and, be, and it builds up over time. It builds up. And the more they don't think about it, you know, the more they don't get the opportunity to kind of like lay out like this happened and I was here and here's who else was in the situation. And they come to realize, like, I don't know why I thought I could have stopped this. You know, now that I'm writing this out and I'm putting out the details on paper, I'm realizing, like, I did do everything I could have done in that situation. There isn't anything else I could have done. I couldn't have stopped it. Um, and I don't know why I felt like this this whole time. So that's another important aspect that can happen uh, from, you know, just putting it out on paper. I mean, and, do, and do you think what happens is if you talk about it, you kind of go over, you miss a lot of the detail, where if you're writing it, you're more conscious of what you're actually writing? And Well, you know, I think you could, you could still get that effect by talking about it out loud. And, you know, there's, but don't you miss more by talking out loud than I, writing it down and seeing what you you're might, actually... You might, or you might actually be censoring it, too. You know, for some I mean. people, like, they're censoring it, like, uh, what now... Or maybe I'm saying it to you, but I'm also looking like, what do you think about this? Right, so or, I'm going to miss. Some, I'm going to keep some things I'm out. I'm not fully right. focused on what I'm writing. You're going to play to the audience a little bit, maybe based well, on the response. And yeah. the other thing too is when you write, and maybe you can talk about your experience and, or yours. When you write, it's a slower process. It is. Like you're really kind of you're writing and you're stopping while you're writing. You're thinking about like, oh, and then what happened? Or, you know what? I just remembered this other thing that. Right. This other feature about the story that I didn't realize until now. Let me write this down too. So it's a slower process. I want to, uh, Doctor. I want to get back to that, uh, Larry. We have one final uh, break, uh, 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 but I want to get back to that point that you were just talking about, Doctor. About 
is there a process, a timeline that maybe you should think about and how to organize your thoughts a little bit in getting them down on paper? And I'll ask uh, uh, Steve and Mike uh, their their thoughts as well. So, Larry, why don't you take it away, kid, and uh, so I can uh, organize my thought. I don't have any thoughts. I'll uh, let these people do my thinking tonight. Take it away, Larry. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on uh, Veterans uh, Writers Night 101 with our first uh, delving into the uh, cathartic process of writing. Uh, we're going to have a bell mic every time we sing that we uh, uh, say that word and uh, your, your memory will live on and long may his story be told, Mike. Uh, uh, long may his fame and long may his glory. Long may his story. Was that Wyatt Earp? I think uh, uh, maybe for all of you uh, young kids. Uh, I went to school with Wyatt Earp's father, just uh, uh, so you all know. But uh, if, uh, if if I could uh, elaborate on, on what please we just talked about about the the writing part, what you said, Doctor. How I did it, I just brainstormed. I put all the thoughts down on So to organize yourself, Mike. Then, well, I just dumped it on the paper. Then, then I tried to organize my thoughts, and then I started to write. But, but once I started to write, that's when things open up right. for me. Like I, I just have one little incident. But when I started to write, things just open up. I don't know where it came from. Right. You, you know? went back to that incident, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just, I, I just kept writing and writing and writing and writing. Right. And, and is that a good thing you felt going back to that incident? Yeah, I mean... It, for you, uh, what, for you I, I, I was able to, to get it out of my head and preserve it, but, but with me, it was a, a loyalty thing right. that, that, that I had to be faithful to my pals that were killed and... And missing. And everyone. Sure. But, but it was still, you know, I had a huge, you know, to, to this day, is the guilt. Like, why am I here alive? Right. And all these guys are dead. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I've gone back to Vietnam on POW. For, for, for those of, the, of, the, of, of you that don't know, Mike is a uh, MIA uh, uh, unbelievable uh, champion and has been back... Uh, uh, a couple of times to Vietnam, looking for Sergeant Oxia, and and Mike talks about Sergeant Oxy, and I thought it was a combination of John Wayne and and uh, 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 all these bigger than life uh, 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 giant old crusty old guys with a cigar, and you know, then Mike showed me his picture. He's a little baby. He's 19 years old, and and he was lost uh, uh, in in a in a in a, a attack over there. And Mike's been back several times, and I feel like I know Sergeant Oxia, uh, but it's something that Mike has shared with me that I I I hope I've shared with you all, and and Mike has shared with it with you all, uh, and I hope it's given some of your cause to think that you're not alone. You remember X, Y, or Z, or you remember somebody that didn't come back, or you remember somebody that came back and then unfortunately took their lives when they got back. Right. You know, I mean, 
how many how many recent veterans Stevie you're shaking your head mm. that that lost more of their comrades to suicide oh absolutely than you did in combat a lot more a lot more a lot more yeah our dear friend Chuck if he were here today he would say that since 9/11 approximately 7,000 US soldiers have been killed in action 140,000 have taken their lives by suicide. Wow. Maybe more. That's brutal. Maybe more. And as Jenny and I were just talking about, Alcoholics Anonymous is is a group whose numbers aren't shared with Jenny because they are anonymous. And so when one of those folks fall off the wagon and fall pretty hard and maybe do something unfortunate, those numbers aren't shared with Jenny. So, Jenny, it's hard to put a number then on the accurate number of, of suicides. Def- most definitely. We we say that all the time because there's so many... Only one person can deem it a suicide, and that's the medical examiner. But if there's those unexplained accidents, Chuck used to always talk about, yep. you know, into the tree, into the bridge embankment, yep. you know, yep. over a cliff in a car. Yeah. We don't know. No, no. You know, in if it's not diagnosed, if it's not a diagnosable disorder, then it's not counted. So, so all you all you vets out there, whether you're diagnosed or not, if if you're not feeling too good tonight, nine eight eight, and there's going to be a trained clinician there that that not only is going to listen to you, but there's going to be there to listen to help you. And has all the help needed at their fingertips. And according to Jenny's statistics, approximately 98% of those callers have found comfort and have not needed any follow-up activity. Is that yep. is that accurate, Jen? That's correct. That's put out by um, the National Council for Mental Well-Being, which the first year that the 988 initiative took over, 98% of the calls were answered and ended in... No result of nine one one. Just that somebody there that somebody cares, there to talk to them. That's trained, that's a veteran themselves. Boy, it 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 really is has has made a difference. But you know, folks, as we bring this great panel together tonight, we all know that there's no one thing that 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 can tip somebody over. We we hope that tonight's show is giving you cause to think about. Writing something down. Right. right. Writing something down. Doesn't have to be gone with the wind or, or you, you know, it, it could be. Stevie, what do you think? Just a sentence. I, I, I think the first sentence is I'm not alone, right? Just write I'm that, not alone. Just write that down and believe it because it's true, right? And write it again and keep writing it until you believe it, right? And then ask for help if you need it. And that's how it starts. We're going to have you on more often. I'm not alone. That's a great... Uh, that that's a that that that's a great uh, great title uh, of a new book. <laughs> I'm tired, Greg. I don't oh, want to write just, I'm tired. Uh-oh. I'm exhausted. Uh oh, we get the royalties uh, here uh, from the veterans. Yeah, Justin's yeah. Justin's gonna pull his tape in two years. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, it's a number one bestseller. New hey, York never, Times. It never, happened right here on this show. Uh, <laughs> never can tell. I think it also. I think just a. 
echo on that. Like, it doesn't matter if you're not a good writer. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. If you don't you, have to spell. You don't have to spell correctly. No. You, no grammar Your Marines out count. there with your crayons, you can draw pictures. <laughs> yeah. You know, little stick figures. You're, you're good to go. Because I think a lot of times people that they feel concerned about it, like, oh, I hated English class, yeah, right. and I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a writer, and this is not a creative writing exercise. No. It is just a way to get your feelings out, mm-hmm. your thoughts out on paper. It doesn't even need to be, you know, spelling doesn't count, grammar doesn't count, and they shouldn't worry about that at all. All it is is just just letting 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 go a little bit, and uh, and I want to say that as you're letting go. You might want to reach out, and I want to share with everybody. I haven't shared it uh, on the uh, radio yet, but uh, uh, Veterans Voice is uh, going to be joining with the city of Quincy once again this summer for a massive veterans uh, uh, festival of uh, uh, food, music, entertainment, and lo and behold, through the wonders of, I don't know, the, the longer we do things, the luckier we get. We are fortunate enough to have have been hosting the Wall That Heals. This is the moving Vietnam veterans wall that travels across the countryside. The city of Quincy and the city of Braintree have joined up. And and tomorrow at Pageant Field, I'm going to be meeting with Christine Cugini, the VSO from Quincy. And we're going to be mapping out the locations of this year's event, which should just Last year we had 1,500 veterans in a beautiful event with 125 tables and uh, of all sorts of veterans programs and benefit providers. Uh, uh, this year we're going to uh, be so lucky to be joining with the with the with the folks from uh, uh, the the wall that heals. But one we have the, a new we have a new date, July 13th. July 13th this year we moved it up two weeks. Well. And Jenny insists that the date oh, is right. her birthday. Her birthday. Well, yeah. of course, it had to be on her birthday. It's a birthday party. Yeah, yes, it's, it's, it is. Right. And it is a so, party. So all those listeners who want to hear Jenny can come and see her on her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to be combining the honoring of of everybody on the wall with the, with the veterans' uh, 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 very honorable uh, event that we have. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, Probably increasing the 125 tables to 150, uh, maybe more. So we encourage all of you folks to want to come out and 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 be on display and have something to share with the veterans community. I've asked all these folks here to put together a writers' uh, uh, pavilion. We have our Parkinson's pavilion. We're putting together this year. We're going to have our labor unions pavilion. We're going to have a career pavilion I just put together, believe it or not, in the water purification industry. They want goons like Justin that have been fooling with valves in the <laughs> underground for 90 days. I can't imagine. You know, what do you tan? What happens to your tan well, after 90 you, days? Well, you, you look you, like a you, bunch of mushrooms. You look like my shirt. You're very white. <laughs> oh, boy. Nice quarters. Yeah, yeah but uh, we're going to be uh, putting that together on... Uh, on, on July 13th. So come and join us. And uh, uh, maybe you write something down. Maybe you want to talk to Stevie. I'd love Do- to talk to him. Dr. Dr. Sloan. Mike Cunningham is going to be there. Purchase a couple of their books. Read about their experiences. And, you know, 
take their advance, uh, uh, take advantage of them being there. Come and shake their hands. So, Dr. Sloan, uh, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in tonight. We're, we're going to have you on again real soon. And uh, Stevie Manchester, my dear friend Mike, thank you so much. Mike, we're going to have you back uh, in April on Vietnam Veterans Night. Thank you, Greg. Uh, thank you, Jenny, Gino, Larry, Justin. Thank welcome you. back. Hey, and uh, Jenny will Can miss you. Hurry back. Awesome.